We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm at Dan Just had an orange, hashtag spherical food I'm at Charlie Just popped to the shops Hashtag Beijing Stoke is a shithole. And I'm at Rich. Just had a sandwich. Corned beef hashtag. And we're collectively known as Flat29. And this is Flat29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 30 on the Internet. What are your first memories of the World Wide Web? Do you remember going on the internet when it was an up-and-coming new technology? I certainly do. I remember the wonders of dial-up internet connections. Can you remember the dial-up song? I think I probably can. Does it go... The keybit is there. I think mine used to be a bit that kind of went dong, 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 in the middle of it. I don't know why. Sounds like a bass guitar. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it got, it got its funk on. <laughs> you, I mean, there's probably a technical reason why it made that sound, but I like to think it was some sort of mouse starting up a car or something. Mouse starting up a car? That's a, that's a nice image. Starting a car underwater. <laughs> That bit where it goes, that's it starting the car. Right. What's the rest of it? The rest is open to interpretation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like interpretive ballet, a soundtrack to it. It's just kind of noise and then you do what you want and imagine what's happening. I would love to see some interpretive dance to the modem dial-up theme. Yeah. I would like to hear that orchestrated by a full uh, symphony orchestra doing the modem theme. Wow. I think we quite a solid bassoon part in there. Definitely, yeah. Some sort of crazy trill on the flute. Yeah. And a mouse starting a car. (laughs) (laughs) And then solo from the mouse starting a car. Pop him in the bath. I don't know why we brought the orchestra, really. (laughs) That's all we need, yeah. Um, So in the analogy of mouse starting a car underwater, what's inside a modern broadband modem? I think it's like a mouse hot-wiring a car. No, that's when you steal someone's Wi-Fi. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. More people should leave their uh, internet unpassworded so I could use it. We've missed the heyday of stealing internet haven't we we have we have it's gone now people are too wise to the scheme yeah it was about sort of five or six years ago when people didn't really know much about wi-fi that was amazing do you not still try though of course i do i'm just there right well you just try and log onto the modem and immediately put password in just in case anybody was that (laughs) stupid making a password is a bit like choosing a gangster rap name because you have to substitute letters for numbers uh letters for currency the worst thing i have is the ones that um, my work i must have about seven different logins that I have to use but they all expire at slightly different times I then end up with seven different passwords rather than all being the same and after 18 months they've all stinked again so all of them are the same at the moment and it's beautiful your job's great isn't it Charlie To be honest, this is one of the highlights, is actually getting yeah. the passwords. It sounds like you really enjoy it. It was actually quite a breakthrough day when it happened. I really enjoyed it. But, um, yeah, internet in the past, though, what what were the first kind of websites you went on? I remember, like, being at school. Yeah. And basically, the IT lesson at the start of school is pretty much go on the interweb. Yeah. And I was obsessed at the time with David Bowie. Right. And um, I just used to search David Bowie all the time on all of these lessons and just read about David Bowie. Nice. But I like to think that 
he was searching my name at the same time. (laughs) Ah, what a lovely image. That's a good setting for a rom-com. A weird (laughs) rom-com. A weird rom-com, yeah. A rom-com nonetheless. A country (laughs) no-hoper, as I describe myself. Google David Bowie, and little does he know, David Bowie's Googling him back. (laughs) Right at the same time. The mice meet in the middle. (laughs) And then they kiss. And they kiss. and Creating the greatest web page ever recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Because it gets marketed that it's about me and David Bowie, but really it's a love of fair between our corresponding mice <laughs> and our corresponding modems. And now the Flat 29 Symphony Orchestra will perform the modem dial-up theme. Currently, the internet is being used a lot as a powerful tool to shape global events. Things like uh, the protests in Egypt have been uh, fueled on by Twitter and things like that. What do you think is going to be the next major global event uh, to which the internet can contribute and help? What about the Olympics 2012? Yeah. Let's not waste loads of money uh, building a massive stadium, which has already happened. Let's just do it all on the internet. So, like, sure. the 100 metre sprint is just uh, bash the buttons. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Everything's going to be bash the buttons. <laughs> so, you get Usain Bolt or whatever his name is, and he's just like in his gym jams bashing <laughs> his QWERTY keyboard. <laughs> and, like, they still film it, and it's like yeah. a webcam of all the different contestants in their gym jams. <laughs> in their gym jams. But then, the, what we watch is like a kind of a multi screen of all the uh, athletes in their gym jams around the side and then in the middle like a kind of pixelated athlete it's basically like a screen cap of uh, you know an old mega drive track and field yeah track and field yeah it's basically track and field each athlete has someone in the background poised with a bunch of flowers and potentially a gold (laughs) bronze or silver medal and it's their mum it has to be their (laughs) mum it has to be their mum and um, it would go much quicker than the actual Olympics much quicker I think I might submit that idea to Seb He'd do it. He is looking for ways to save money. And actually, track and field, you can pick up quite cheaply, can't you? Probably. 50p car boot sale. I'll put that in my business plan to Sebastian (laughs) Coe. Possible expenses, track and field, 50p car boot sale. Maybe a quid (laughs) off eBay if you can't find it, plus (laughs) P&P. Wouldn't it be great if I just made friends with Sebastian Coe because, like, he bought something off me from eBay? (laughs) Be nice. That's just an aside. <laughs> do you make friends with people who uh, buy things off you on eBay? We do. Have you ever been tempted to continue a correspondence? Six weeks later, how are you finding... Uh... <laughs> a food processor. 
<laughs> True story. I helped my mum and dad sell an old antique sideboard. Yeah. And uh, the people that came and bought it took a photo of my dad and then they sent <laughs> literally and they sent him a sketch of him and it's really really good but it's weird wow. isn't it so, did they also pay you or was this the payment <laughs> they paid for it but then they also did a drawing of my dad which was really it's good amazing. actually but it's weird that's really nice i would um i would love that i think anything you buy you should be able to get a, uh, a, a sketch delivered to you a few weeks later. <laughs> Here's me blending a lemon. <laughs> i tell you what we should do. What we should do, and we should do this, guys, for the next podcast. Go back through our eBay histories, find something that we've bought off eBay, and uh, send a drawing of us using that thing to the person who sold it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. That's That'd be brilliant. Okay, then, well, we'll do that. And in the next podcast, we'll update you as to our progress <laughs> on our new section, Drawings of Stuff We Brought on eBay Sent to Confused Recipients. Time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 rhymes is the section where for each chapter We make a brand new song about the topic for this chapter on the internet, Rich has made a song called The King of the Internet. Here it is now. Internet, 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 internet. Text with my ISP So I can get fast broadband for free I got download speeds of 30 megabytes I got upload speeds of violate your rights I got Wi-Fi, I got 3G Seems like every motherfucker wanna be me Put my status online just to make you mad I'm really loving my brand new iPad Type my name into Google when I got nothing to do Oh look I specialize in martial arts, Taekwondo An architect, a lawyer and a deep sea diver A porn star, a poet and a rare type of spider Checking my emails, got loads of spam I send my bank details to an illiterate man Plenty of offers to enlarge my member I'll be hung like a donkey come September Online on the PS3 When some cheeky motherfucker disconnects on me I was 2-0 up with minutes to go Another 6 year old kid interrupting my flow I'm gonna find that kid's IP address And then I'll show that kid that I'm the best We'll play a game of FIFA in the flesh And when I'm finished with him, his face will be a mess I'll victimize him using social networking sites I'll make him feel so scared he can't sleep at night And when he's outside having fun I'll be inside having fun with his mom So think twice before you disconnect on me because I start to behave irrationally above anything else make sure you don't forget that I am the king of the internet
One of the key uh, issues to people what do stuff on the internet is how do you get any money out of it? Now, this section is going to be very useful to us <laughs> as we are people what do things on the internet who don't make any money. So, seriously, guys, how are we going to make any money? Seriously. I know what we should do. We should turn clicks into pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that was so enthusiastic. <laughs> That's a great idea. You should make some kind of pop-up advert about that. <laughs> How is this going to work, Rich? Basically, you set up a system whereby every time someone clicks, <laughs> it gives you a pound. Brilliant. Where did the pounds come from? I'm not. I don't know. Maybe their bank account. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not thinking too much about the details of the plan. <laughs> definitely turn clicks into pounds well i think we're all agreed on that certainly <laughs> on some level we've got to do that you're right yeah. <laughs> well another classic way to make money off the internet is through spam if you were to send out a spam email what would it say what would be your spam tactic no would dan. you go for no dan prince? no dan what? no what? dan all right let's go let's go meta <laughs> right let's spam spam Right. What? I'm just thinking aloud now. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's work with it. So you go into a supermarket with a load of uh, gibberish emails and pop them on the shelf next to the spam. <laughs> Take that. How do you like it? Anyway, carry on, Dan. Well, that was it. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what are we going to write? What are we going to write in our spam emails? Well, surely we're going to start from the principle that we're probably Nigerian princes. Yeah. The most consistent one seemed to come from there. It's true, but then they've been done. They've been done to death. How about... It's true. Uh, what about if we say we're astronauts? Yeah. Uh, astronaut royalty. Yes. Astronaut royalty. I'm wow. the king. I'm the king of space. We're offering you the opportunity to be one of the first visitors to our glorious country if you just send us... You know, an advanced ticket holding fee yeah. of 3,000 pence. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think people will go for that because it's only 3,000 pence. It's not very much. I'd, I'd go no, for that. I'd definitely go for that. Yeah. yeah. What about a magic eye? We could just do a big magic eye. And when you see the picture, it just says, give us your PayPal details. And... Why would you do it, though? Why, If you see a picture that says, give us your PayPal details, magic eye or not, why would you then do it? Is it an honesty scheme? Because you're the... Um, no, you, you'll get fatigued by a magic eye. I do. So I might be more persuaded into doing something out of character. I'm fed up of looking at this magic R eye. So, Rich, what you're saying is you get tired from looking at things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, the effort of having your eyes just, open and just kind of, well, just looking makes you tired. This magic eye is real fatiguing. Is it of two men's faces or is it of ours? I don't know. Have all my money. <laughs> well, another type of spam email is one that uses a tragic sob story to try and get you to donate money. So perhaps we could make up some kind of ill relative which people could donate money to. We could pretend like Dan's got a serious disease. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hemorrhaging money. <laughs> oh, shit. No, you needed someone, like, dying. What about dear friend? <laughs> Good start. Because <laughs> it makes it personal. Yeah, it's personal. Dear friend, we have a very ill baby who is going to, <laughs> who is going to die. Or maybe not. 
It's very upbeat tone for such a solemn issue. Please donate generously. <laughs> kind regards, friend. You haven't put what you're donating for, Rich. Hey? You haven't put what you're donating for. Is it an operation to... Yeah, that's a good point. I've given no motive there, have I, to be honest? <laughs> Dear friends, we have a very sick baby who is about to die. Or maybe not. <laughs> I'm just imagining, or maybe not. About five exclamation marks after that. Yeah, comic Sans. Like, <laughs> it's all in Comic Bold Sans. 72. Yeah. What about... Um, we have a sick baby. <laughs> you missed off, dear friend. Dear friend. <laughs> yeah. We have a sick baby. Or maybe not! <laughs> exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Which may be due to a lack of gold in its life. <laughs> what? Please donate your unwanted gold so that our baby has a future in this world. Isn't that how, uh, <laughs> what happened to Jesus? Why he got all, that, all those stuff from the wise men? It was a spam email they were answering. It was a spam email from Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Dear three wise men. D- yeah. Dear one wise man, CC, other two wise men. BCC, uh, God. Dear friends, please bring gold for the baby Jesus. Rendezvous <laughs> at the inn. Bethlehem, 7.30pm. Sleeping bags are must. <laughs> Please bring your own sleeping arrangements, as there's no room at the inn. P.S. Don't forget the gold. you got to doubly remind them. <laughs> I can't believe they responded to that spam email, which you didn't even like put a, uh, you know, a sob story at the start. It was just... Please bring gold. And then they just did. Chumps. And they absolute chumps. <laughs> Let's find a new quiz quiz. My previous quiz left me for another quiz. Let's find a new quiz quiz. So we can replace Champs and Chumps. Let's find a new quiz quiz is a quiz that we do after we cancelled our other quiz and it involves saying the word quiz a lot of times in the setup to the quiz, which is what I'm doing now. So <laughs> it's a quiz and each quiz we do a slightly different uh, quiz angle to see if it will replace our previous long running quiz, Champs and Chumps. Is that a good explanation of the quiz? That's the first question. I understand the quiz. Good. It's a quiz about niche blogs. Uh, do you do you like visiting niche blogs? Sometimes. It depends on the blog. <laughs> that is a very sensible, considered answer. It depends on the ultimate connection between the blogger and the bloggie. I mean, there are some classics out there. Well, let's hear some of those classics now, because I have got for you some niche blogs. Some of them are real blogs, and the rest of them are ones that I've made up, okay? Now, here's the twist. If it is a fake blog and you say that it's true then you have to go and set up that blog okay you have to go and make it Uh-oh. for reals in life on the internet if it is a real blog and you say that it is not real then your forfeit is to go and make the opposite of that blog <laughs> does that make sense Interesting. Ah. so let's just get started my first uh, question then is to charlie charlie 
a niche blog called Rappers Looking Like Magicians. Is that a real blog or is it a made-up blog? Whoa. That's got to be real. Rappers looking like magicians. Do you think it is real? It sounds like the sort of thing that there would be a blog about. That is a very good reasoning. And you're correct. That is a real blog. Google any of these. There's an amazing picture of Pharrell Williams holding a dove, looking like he's just conjured it out of a hat. Uh, the next blog, then, is to Rich. Rich, the blog is called Kim Jong-il looking at things. <laughs> Is that a real blog or is it not a real blog? Oh, I'm just trying brilliant. to think of the consequences of this if I get it wrong. <laughs> it's going to go bad either way. Go on then, what do you think? I'm going to say that is a fake blog. I reckon it's true. Charlie thinks it's true. I know I'm not playing. No, it's Rich's go. It's and Rich thinks it is fake. It's definitely fake. The answer is... I'm afraid it's real, Rich. Yeah. That is a real yeah. vlog. So make a little note there. You have to, after this podcast we've recorded it, you have to go and set up a blog called Kim Jong-il Not Looking at Things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and interpret that however you like. It's going to test my Photoshop to the max. Okay, Charlie. Yes. There is a blog called Karaoke While Crying. Is that real or is that made up? Ooh. We've all been there. Yeah, <laughs> We've exactly. All been that's the there. thing. It's just where there's enough photos to make a blog. I reckon it's true. It sounds like something they do in Texas. You think it's true? Yeah. Correct answer is... It's false, I'm afraid, oh, Charlie. Yeah. I made that up. So, so make a little note. This is going to generate a lot of blogs. <laughs> make a little note that you've got to set up a blog called Karaoke While Crying. And I don't know how you're going to populate that blog, but you're going to find some way. Okay, Rich, let's move on. <laughs> That's going to be quality. Rich, a blog called Jon Snow Afro. Jon Snow Afro? Yeah. What, the, the newsreader with an the Afro? The newsreader Jon Snow with varying styles and shades of Afros. Oh, God. This could <laughs> well be true. Again, I'm going to go, this is false. It's false. It's false. You are correct, Rich. That is false. Yeah. I made that up. Well done. Incidentally, if anyone would like to set up a blog called John Snow Afro, I would visit it. So do let us know if you do that. <laughs> it's a good, it's <laughs> pleasing good, isn't it? rhyme, isn't pleasing it? Pleasing yeah. to say, John Snow Afro. Charlie. Yes. Justin Bieber, Existential Crisis is simply the title <laughs> of the blog. There are thousands of Justin Bieber blogs. <laughs> there are. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be true. I just think the title is... A bit dodgy. <laughs> well, the answer is... It is false. You're absolutely right. Well done there, Charlie. It's right. Well... Somebody set that up. It sounds amazing. <laughs> it does sound good, though. Justin Bieber existential crisis. I don't know what it would involve. To me, it sounds like a game. Like a Mega Drive <laughs> game. <laughs> so there we go. After that, then, we have drawn... For the tiebreaker, then, for that quiz, basically, you guys are going to go out there and set up your niche blogs. And we will see, when we record our next podcast... Which of you has the most successful niche blog? I think that's a good way to determine the winner of this quiz. So, Kim Jong-il not looking at things, or karaoke while crying, whichever gets the most hits by the next podcast will have retroactively won Let's Find a New Quiz Quiz. So hold off for celebrations, and we will find out the answer next time. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. Let's see who's been getting in touch with us in the last couple of weeks since our previous podcast. 
we got a letter in from listener Kendrick referring to a request we made all the way back in podcast chapter one. He said, Hey, if you recall, in your very first episode, The Human Body, you jokingly asked prepubescent teens to email you questions about puberty. Guess what? I am. (laughs) It's nothing gross. I'm just wondering around what age your voice has changed. I just turned 15 and I still sound 11. That's it. Listener Kendrick. Uh, So... He's having a problem. Listener Kendrick, prepubescent listener Kendrick, as we will uh, now refer to him as, is having a problem with his voice. What age did your voice uh, change? I can't imagine Charlie having a high voice at all, ever. Really? I can imagine him when he when he was a baby. I think he sounded the same as he does now. What, like r- broadcast ready? Yeah (laughs) Basically yeah Straight out of the womb And into the BBC (laughs) Yeah Well yes When I came out of the womb The first thing I saw Was this This rather strange Hospital ward (laughs) I don't want to Worry listener Kendrick As his name is Yeah But my voice changed Probably when I was about 10 Or 11 Quite early on Really Yeah Wow This voice you're listening to Right now Is the voice of an 11 year old (laughs) (laughs) Yeah thing is, though, we all change at different times. It's, it's traumatic, though, because your voice kind of randomly goes... You think it's there, and then suddenly, you know, it'll shoot up, you know, but and you're not think, expecting it. The thing you want to think about is, if my voice can just suddenly go up an octave just like yeah. that, I could be a great singer like Gary Barlow. <laughs> I could be the next <laughs> Gary Barlow. That's what you got to think about. And that's what you can hold in your mind, listener Kendrick, as you go through these difficult times. But we wish you all... Uh, uh, the best and perhaps you could send us a before and after sound clip that'd be nice wouldn't it that would be nice i'd like to see how your voice has progressed yeah send us a sound clip of you now and then get back in touch when the big day arrives when the big day arrives and we'll have a party yeah we also got a letter in from listener maribel referring to all the way back in chapter seven on movies when we talked about sneaking in foods to the cinema she said Last night, I came home from work to discover that I was locked out of my house with nothing but my wallet and leftover Chinese food from lunch. So I decided to walk to the theatre and watch a movie, The King's Speech. During the movie, I became extremely hungry. I remembered your chapter on the movies where Dan stumps Charlie by offering a stir-fry as a classic food you sneak into theatres. So I discreetly opened up my Chinese takeout and ate my dinner during the movie. Let me tell you, you haven't enjoyed Colin Firth on screen until you have done it whilst trying to pretend you are not eating lo mein and pot stickers. But anyway, thanks to the three of you for inspiring me to eat my Chinese dinner at the theatre. I don't know if I would have had the guts without your podcast. That's good, isn't it? Empowering someone to eat some smelly food at a cinema. Maybe Colin Firth would be more interesting if you sort of held up noodles to make it look like he's got a funny haircut. It's <laughs> a good idea. Or like a mushroom Hitler moustache on Colin <laughs> Colin Firth. Firth is a mushroom Hitler. <laughs> That'd be one of the reviews for that, the film. It'd be good for reviews, though, for that, wouldn't it? It'd be like, Colin Firth, extraordinary. He made me feel hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I think now Colin Firth's on a roll, he should definitely uh, go for a film 
where he's met from Hitler. So <laughs> next natu- natural step. Um, it's a vegetable reimagining of the Second World War. Yeah. Uh, who, who's going to play Cauliflower Churchill? <laughs> Let's look at the letters page. Finally, we got another email into our inbox this week, which went a bit like this. Hi, Flat29. Really sorry I haven't spoken to you for weeks. I've been really busy. Only today I was squeezing myself dry to give a child some much-needed vitamin C. My phone broken when I dropped it in a Zemo machine and I lost your number, so please accept this email as confirmation that we are still best mates. I'm getting a new tariff next week with my dad's company, so all should be back to normal. Lots of love. Orange juice from concentrate. Ah! Are ah. you wondering where he's been? There he is. And now you know that's who it's from. Go back and listen to that email again and it will make sense. Because <laughs> it makes sense the second time. Yeah. And that noise we just made is the noise we made after we read it twice. Correct. That is ah. accurate. Ah! Classic someone understanding an email noise. You hear it up and down offices across the yeah. country. Yeah. I met I'm really happy that the story of the orange juice from Concentrate has been developed from the initial jingle. He was a very two-dimensional character. Suddenly there's depth, (laughs) and there's a lot of depth. I'm talking 3D animation. I'm talking posters everywhere. You're going to be a star. Well, the thing is, that email came to us about a month ago and we didn't have room to put it into the last podcast. We don't always manage to fit every single email in. Sometimes we leave some of them over. And so we got another email from Orange Juice from Concentrate. But this time it was an email in the form of a jingle. So let's close our letters section today by listening to a lovely jingle by Orange Juice from Concentrate, a.k.a. Listener Connor. I was friends with Flat 29 for years. We had a brilliant time But then our friendship started to fail They didn't answer my email I was left feeling alone No friends that I could call my own This I feel was their big mistake I'm orange juice from concentrate So nowadays we have a kind of digital online life and what I like to call uh, our analogue lives, our lives away from the internet. What things do you do in your analogue life that you wish that you could do over the internet? Ooh, Daniel, if only. (laughs) (laughs) If only. Something I don't do in my analogue life but I bloody would do if it was in my digital life is exercise. Yes. Track Imagine if we were <laughs> track and field. It all comes back to track and field. No. Yeah. Maybe track and field, but something that actually has a health benefit. Yeah. Because there's nothing healthy about getting on the internet in the digital world. It's true. RSI. Back pain. <laughs> Could we plug things into our arms that are directly go into the internet? Heroin. <laughs> heroin Much in the vein of heroin <laughs> For a digital age I don't think you can say much in the vein of heroin <laughs> <laughs> Love it How about um, making friends You can do that on the internet can't you You don't have to do that in real life But maybe we should stop it on the internet So you just can't <laughs> make friends on the internet <laughs> 
because <laughs> stop it just say that to everyone stop, stop it. it just stop it <laughs> why why and how there'd be an faq um <laughs> first first question in the faq why why just simply why <laughs> Got an answer. You really jumped head first into this idea, Rich, but with nothing to back it up. <laughs> so Me. we're stopping people. This is the thing, it's not making people meet more people online. It's stopping it entirely. Stop it entirely. Then people can make long life friends that they yeah. actually meet up with and not just spy on everyone and get them so in trouble. Who's gonna police this? You? <laughs> like like so for example, someone's on the internet and they've just bought something off ebay and things start to go a little further than just a business transaction one of them sends a drawing to the other one and you suspect (laughs) they might become Ah. friends what happens are they arrested they get arrested and thrown in ebay jail (laughs) they get bad feedback they get (laughs) bad feedback and thrown in the drawing of a jail no what we'll do dan is we'll just get rid of all the social networking sites right every time (laughs) every second Every finger click. Every time I click. <laughs> another social networking site. It's gone forever. And another friendship has been broken. <laughs> It'll be much harder to make friends without Facebook, yeah, but that's eBay, bad. MySpace. It's nice to be able to make friends and reconnect with people, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, but we're thinking of things to get rid of from the internet. Are we? <laughs> So, you are. No, I was thinking of things like maybe we'd make just as many friends if we didn't right. have the internet social network in sight. <laughs> maybe we'd go out tonight instead of playing on Angry Birds. <laughs> no, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm playing on Angry Birds. Fair enough. Maybe no. We should we should harness the internet, but make it more social. So make an Angry Birds club where all the town, everyone in the town, gets together in the town centre. They play it for real, Dan. Yeah, they play it for real, and they throw birds. They throw birds at pigs. <laughs> at pigs. <laughs> but without the buildings in the way, you just hurl the birds at the pigs in their face from really close range. Yeah. <laughs> Point blank. So, are you thinking, I'm thinking, roadkill, skate around some B-roads, yeah. pick up some dead bird fodder, yeah. hot foot down to the <laughs> farm. Well, well, while you've been looking for roadkill, the farmer has been constructing a kind of elaborate tower with all your pigs with wooden struts <laughs> but the birds aren't that angry if they're dead no they are angry because they're dead because their souls are raging <laughs> yeah what you this bird once flew but now it's an enraged carcass <laughs> so rather than being called angry birds it should be called enraged carcass and you throw roadkill at pigs enraged <laughs> and that lim- doesn't limit it to just birds you can throw any angry you get like a badger carcass and or a deer and just like a bit of a set of hammer throw with it hold it by the antlers spin it round let it go <laughs> am I the only one thinking how are we going to make the pigs explode on impact in a satisfying way no because if you make old school um, gelignite that is really volatile you know when you hit him with something he'll just go off <laughs> old school gelignite love hearts and coke yeah 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 feed the pigs coke and then throw mentos at them <laughs> which as everyone knows from youtube causes a chemical reaction explosion imagining a mother and a little baby child instead of chucking bread to the doctor <laughs> chucking mentos in so they can collect their carcasses and take them to the petting farm where you can launch them at some pigs who've been prepped with bicarbonate <laughs> of soda <laughs> 
Well, that's the prequel. The coming soon, the next uh, popular iPhone app is flinging Mentos at ducks in a lake of coke. And I, for one, can't wait. Hell, I play it. So if you miss them, you cause an explosion in the coke. Yeah, exactly. So it's a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't kill a duck with Mentos. As the popular saying goes. Does the player have to wear one of those white forensic suits to make sure they don't get any splash on them? Yeah, because it's science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you wear a lab coat, it's definitely science. Because if you walk past someone flinging Mentos into the lake at some ducks, you'd think they're weird. But if they're wearing a lab coat, you think, this is science. It's I'm witnessing science, science <laughs> happening. My dad's always on the internet. He goes online all the time. My dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. Oh, Daddy, won't you talk to me? Sorry, son, I'm just doing a tweet. Seems like I only speak to you on Twitter, Dad. At my dad, do you remember me? Hashtag, my dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. So that was it. That was Fat 29's Big Book of Everything, Chapter 30, on the internet. Now, we have had lots of extra material from previous podcasts put up recently on our website, flat29.com slash podcast. Click on chapters or have a look at our blog and you will see things like pictures from the live gig that you heard last week, uh, other recordings, extra clips, videos, loads and loads of stuff. So go and have a look at that. And while you are on the internet, hey, why not go down to iTunes and leave us an iTunes review? That would be totally amazing and do remember to keep an eye out on our blog and on our twitter feed on which we will announce when the blogs kim john Il not looking at things and karaoke while crying will post the links up on there when they're created so go and have a look visit them and we will see who wins that next week so we will see you in two weeks time with our next chapter bye, bye. For millions to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Uh, side question When you had a Tamagotchi Did you ever try and let it live in its own filth? but keep it happy by constant games of paper, scissors, stone. <laughs> what? In some kind of sick twist? <laughs> it's some kind of sick experiment. Because I'll tell you, it kind of works. Because the Tamagotchi's unhappy because it's living in its own filth. But play it for safe to the stone and it will cheer up it gets sort of equilibrium of you know shit and happy exactly yeah but why do that why not just clear the shit up and then play with it <laughs> why do anything rich why are we here we're all born to die <laughs> might as well let your tamagotchi live in squalor <laughs> and that's my message <laughs> are you clicking your fingers every like second <laughs> a tamagotchi dies a tamagotchi dies in its own filth Whilst being happy. Because this is the thing, it's dying happy. And isn't that what we all really aspire to? Isn't that what we all really want? What? what? Just to live a happy life and die in a pile of shit. <laughs> playing tic-tac-toe. For, for, for being blissfully unaware. <laughs> because we are 
blind by the endless games of tic-tac-toe. <laughs> well, maybe. 